Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to John, the 12th chapter. Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus, and Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for the eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. When I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd asked him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light." When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him, so that the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled, Lord, who has believed what he heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe. For again Isaiah said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, many even of the authorities believed in him, but for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
in the name of Jesus. Amen. My friends, every year around the time of Easter, there is an increase of interest in the person and the work of Jesus. Just turn on the TV each and every week around that time of Easter, and you'll find that the History Channel and CNN seem to be broadcasting shows on the life of Jesus with all sorts of so-called experts weighing in. And the general public? Well, the general public... In the general public, the Easter season is that one time out of the year, with the exception of Christmas, that many go to church. And with individuals who sit in the pew week after week, well, churches that ooze of political activism, yes, political activism, they seem to lay down the politics for just a brief time to focus on Jesus this time of year. Even those big box churches, you know, those churches that spend the majority of their time preaching self-help principles from the pulpit with bands that play cheesy emotional music, well, even they, yes, even they take a break from Christless sermons and musical entertainment to talk about Jesus this time of year. Indeed, in the busyness of life, around the season of Easter, we seem to have a heightened interest in Jesus. People... They want to see Jesus this time of year. But what do we see when we look at Jesus? Yes, what do we see when we look at Jesus? Well, it it actually depends. You see, today our gospel reading from the Gospel of John takes place right after Jesus came into Jerusalem. After those palm branches, after the great welcome, And the yelling of, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. After all of that, we read that Jesus is interacting with his disciples and a group of Greeks right before his death. That is to say, today we stand on the edge of Holy Week and next Sunday being Easter. And since we are right on the edge of Holy Week, Two things can happen to us. On the one hand, we can journey into Holy Week. Yes, to hear about the Last Supper, and then hear about how Jesus was betrayed, how he was beaten, how he was flogged and spit upon and crucified and buried. Or on the other hand, we can skip over Holy Week altogether, and we can go right to Easter. I can actually recall in my days within the evangelical church, before my time in the Missouri Synod, that I would participate in Good Friday ecumenical services with Baptists and Nazarenes, Pentecostals and Revivalists and so forth. And what I noticed in these ecumenical services was a typical pattern that the Good Friday service was not Good Friday, but instead Easter Sunday. Sure, Jesus and his cross were mentioned on these Good Friday services, but only for a short time. And every year, year after year, it was the same. After two minutes of talking about the cross, talking about the suffering of Jesus, after those two minutes, the preacher man would talk about the empty tomb. These ecumenical services raised Jesus from the dead on Good Friday three days too soon. Yes, three days too soon. This happened year after year after year. 
You see, they wanted to see Jesus, but not on the cross. It was apparent that they were more comfortable seeing Jesus out of the tomb than bleeding, suffering, and dying. But we Lutherans, well, we aren't much better either. Sure, we have our Holy Thursday and Good Friday services that clearly focus on the cross of Calvary. However, there's a temptation amongst all of us as Lutherans. And that temptation is this. There's a temptation to try and lighten up the seriousness of Holy Thursday and Good Friday. That is to say, there's a temptation, yes, a temptation to avoid music that may sound too dreary during Holy Week. There's a temptation to try to alleviate the seriousness of Holy Week by wanting to remove some of the aspects of the liturgy that just are too sober-minded. We say that we're trying to maybe contemporize Holy Week. However, I am quite convinced that this mantra of trying to contemporize Holy Week is really a cover-up for the fact that the hammer and the nails and the blood and the cross, they just make us too uncomfortable. Tragically, what is going on, my friends, is that we want to see Jesus but we do not want to see Jesus bloodied on the cross. Every year, we Christians, we demonstrate our aversion to the bloody cross by wanting to have the Easter season without Lent. We want the Resurrection Sunday without the Good Friday. It is true that we do not like the dark valley of the season of Lent. We do not like the themes of repentance and the sorrow for our sins. We don't like the sound of the whips the shame, the blood, the tears, and the agony of Good Friday. It actually disturbs our modern sensibilities. It makes us feel out of place with the world. And it actually makes our old Adam squirm. We would rather, though, hear stories of triumph and splendor, not loss and not humiliation. And so we skip over Holy Week and we make a mad dash right to Easter Sunday, or we try to lighten up Holy Week in the name of relevance. To make things worse, if we are indeed faithful to travel through Holy Week to Easter Sunday, unfortunately there are some who will criticize us saying this, Oh, you Lutherans, you focus too much on the cross and the death of Jesus, and not enough on his resurrection. Oh, you Lutherans, you want to see Jesus on that cross. But really, if you want to see Jesus, you need to get beyond that cross. You need to know the power of the gospel is that Christ rose from the dead. It is our future hope to rise as well. Stop looking so much upon that cross. So what shall be our response? Is the choice between the cross and the empty tomb? Are we in a position where we must choose one or the other? Should we maybe loosen up on the cross of Jesus and focus more on the resurrection or other things perhaps? Of course not. Of course not. My friends, the crucifixion of Jesus is actually that central point of the Bible. It is the climax of Jesus' mission and purpose. We see in the Gospels that the whole narrative, the whole story of Jesus, funnels down to that point on the cross. And at that cross, Jesus said these famous words, tetelestai, that is, it is 
finished. At the cross of Calvary, death and sin and the devil, they were finished. To Telestai, it is done. And so, we do not avoid Holy Week, and we do not avoid the cross. But at the same time, my friends, we don't make the mistake of shrinking the entire Christian faith down into Good Friday. Instead, we understand everything in life through the lens of the cross of Jesus. That is to say, we do not avoid the themes of creation, the work of the Holy Spirit, the resurrection, and so forth. Rather, when we speak of these themes, we do so seeing the cross in the background. We do so with being anchored always in what Jesus did for us at Mount Calvary. Bluntly stated, we cannot understand Easter without Good Friday, just as we cannot know the goodness of God's grace without first knowing the sadness of our sin. So today, my friends, yes, today, my friends, we take a bold step We take a bold step into Holy Week to see Jesus. But what will we see this week? Well, we will not see Jesus overcoming a Roman Empire. We will not see Jesus destroying a Roman Empire, but we will see Jesus being destroyed and bloody and beaten on a Roman wooden cross. We won't see Jesus correcting a crooked justice system this week, but we will see a kangaroo court enacting perverted justice upon a truly sinless man. We won't see a halo, but we will see a crown of thorns. We won't see a radiant Jesus sitting on a golden throne, but rather we will see a suffering servant spit upon, beat to mush, and crucified. We won't see anything of renown or honor or beauty or respect or delight or splendor or adoration. Instead of rising out of this Lent season to a glittery and flashy, glorious Holy Week, it seems that we are going to travel to a place called Golgotha, the place of the skull where the Son of God dies. But even after hearing everything that you've heard thus far, you may still say to yourself, I still don't like Holy Week. I don't want to plunge deeper and further away from my comfort zone. I, I, I don't want to go to that dark valley of death, that dark valley of death to Good Friday. I, I don't want to hear about the cross. I don't want to see the crown of thorns. The whip, it, it scares me. I don't want to hear the sound of a hammer pounding through flesh. I don't want blood spilled upon me. I can't bear the sins of the world, let alone my own sins. I don't want to feel the cold darkness of death. Where Jesus goes, I, I just cannot go. I cannot go there. Dear friends, I cannot go there either. I cannot go there either, but Jesus can. Jesus can, and he does. Baptized saints, where Jesus goes, we cannot go, so he goes alone. Indeed, he goes alone. He goes abandoned by his disciples, abandoned by that great Palm Sunday crowd. Jesus goes to the cross in his own solidarity alone He goes into the darkness of sin. He goes into the darkness of death to be lifted high on a cross. And get this, 
He did it for you. He did it for each and every one of you. And while upon the cross, the scriptures say that Jesus drew all men to himself. Yes, in this anti-glorious place, in this ugly and dark low place of shame and death, by himself, Jesus does the most remarkable thing the world has ever known. He pulled the weight of sin from the entire world unto himself. Do you truly hear this, my friends? Jesus, he chose the crown of thorns. He chose the hammer and the nails. He went into the darkness. He chose the cross. He drank the cup of wrath and he pulled the weight of sin, your sin and mine, unto himself. And then in one simple word, one simple word that we will hear on Friday, he said to Telestai, it is finished. It is finished for you. Welcome to Holy Week, my friends, dear baptized saints. The week where Christ accomplished your salvation. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The The Lord Lord bless and keep you. you.